Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking team up and tackle your money as a couple. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Millennial Money Podcast is brought to you today by Freshly. Freshly's chefs make dinner a reality. Freshly delivers fully cooked, prepared meals straight to your door. You get to skip the shopping, the chopping, and all of that cleanup. All you have to do is heat them up and your meal is literally ready to eat in only three minutes. And the best part, 
Freshly's fresh, all natural meals cost 25% less per meal than the average cost of takeout. And you'll never be stuck sitting around waiting for the food to arrive. Right now, Freshly is running a special offer for Millennial Money listeners. Get six dinners cooked by their chefs for $20 off. To try Freshly out, go to Freshly.com and enter code MILLENNIAL to get $20 off your first week. That's six meals for just $39 plus free shipping. Remember, the offer is only valid for a limited time, so go to Freshly.com and enter code MILLENNIAL for $20 off and free shipping. Well, today, my friends, as they say, the show must go on. You can probably hear it in my voice. I've just been ravished with um, not fun uh, infection going on here, a little sinus infection. I know that's probably like TMI. You're like, I really didn't actually want to know that. But we've had such terrible fires out here in uh, the Los Angeles area the last couple of weeks. You've probably seen them on the news. And uh, to say that the air quality is terrible is quite an understatement. And unfortunately, I just got attacked by the weather. And uh, I've been trying so hard to uh, rally up a really strong voice for this podcast because I think this is a really great episode that I'm so excited to bring to you. Uh, So hopefully you will um, bear with me just a little bit here in the the intro and um, hopefully my voice is back to its its great status come Monday. But I want to start this episode with uh, talking about our friend of the week. So our friend of the week is Sarah and she has a great question. I think this uh, is a question that maybe a lot of you might have as well. So she says, hi Shauna, I've been following along with you for a few years now, still loving your podcast, and made one of the cardinal millennial money mistakes of spending too much on our wedding. My financial goal in 2018 is to pay off credit card debt, and I'm wondering if you have any advice or feelings regarding 0% balance transfer cards. I have to get rid of this debt. The interest payments alone are killing me. If you're for this idea, do you have any card recommendations I should look at? Any other ideas or options? Thank you in advance for your time and all you do for the millennial money community. Well, Sarah, A, don't freak out about it, right? So uh, if anything with this podcast, what I always try and say is like, we're all going to make money mishaps. Like, that's just life, right? It would be no fun if we didn't have any money mishaps. We, We still have to have fun in life, but I think you're thinking about this in the right way. Like you're looking at the debt and realizing that, the interest that is accruing on that debt is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the frustration with anything, be it student loans, credit card debt. I mean, even auto loans can be the same way as well. So I think, you know, a 0% offer is definitely a great way to think about it. But I think something to think about is moving that money perhaps in different chunks because the benefits of the 0% offer is that you can pay off that debt in that specific time period that you have the 0%. If you don't pay it off, then it starts um, you know, accruing interest at usually a very high rate after that 0% offer. So a couple of things to think about you know, with balance transfer fees, there's usually a three to 5% fee of the transfer amount, but there are some cards that have a 0% uh, transfer fee. Usually credit union cards are, are really good if you belong to a credit union or have access to a credit union. Another thing to think about is, you know, what is your credit score? So you're going to need like a 720 plus credit score 
to get these great offers. And if you have that, that is fantastic. Like do whatever you can to keep your credit score high. Uh, So what I normally suggest again is, you know, whatever, let's just make up, let's just say the debt is $10,000. Like maybe you move, you know, $2,500 or $3,000 or whatever is a comfortable amount for you in that specific period of time. And then if your 0% interest is for 12 months or however long it is, you know, back into that, divide it by, by 12 and figure out how much your payment needs to be every month to get that paid off and then build that payment into your budget. I just automatically would put it on, you know, auto draft into your savings account. So the money's automatically there or just auto pay it into your credit card. So, you know, you don't even have to think about this process. It's just going to happen naturally. And then you're going to make sure that that debt is paid off in that specific period of time. Uh, Also, I don't know if you have a Discover card, but I've noticed with Discover cards, they are so great at once you pay down the debt on the card, like you get another 0% offer. It's just kind of crazy to me. And uh, that's a card I've used a lot in the past to pay off different debt along the way and continue to get that 0% offer. So, you know, you're thinking great. I think this is a great idea, especially if you have a good credit score. But just again, think about it in manageable chunks that you can actually pay off in that specific time period. All right, so thank you so much, Sarah, for being a fan of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Please feel free to write in to me. Let me know your success stories. Let me know things that maybe didn't work as well so we can all, you know, learn. That's why we're all here, right? Hopefully to have a little bit of fun too, although you're probably all laughing today at my voice, which... I would be laughing too. It took me probably like 20 tries to do the intro to this podcast. And I'm sure if you go back and listen to it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, she cannot say hey right now. Like it just will not come out like in a great normal way. So again, I forg- forgive me for that, please. So I'm so excited to have uh, Sam and Rami from Honeyfy on the podcast today. This really ties in with, with Sarah's question and HoneyFi is a free app that helps couples simplify their finances and spend mindfully together. So the idea is that users of HoneyFi link their financial accounts to the app. And then here's the key. You choose what you want to share with your partner. And then, you know, you can see your household finances in one place. So it's a way to to bridge the gap between partners, you know, whether you're dating, you're married, um, you're engaged, you know, whatever your relationship status may be, if you have those shared finances, this is a great app because, you know, you can, depending on your situation with your partner, you can decide what you want to share and what you don't want to share. But I will say in all honesty, working with, you know, a lot of couples over the last 10, 11 years, Usually the more you share, the better off you're going to be because the problem comes in when you try to hide things. And I think that happens in a lot of relationships and I completely understand it because it's stressful and it's hard. And the last thing you really want to do is talk about money. But this app is a great way to build a bridge between both of you, especially if there's one partner that handles the majority of the money, the day-to-day, you know, the the money CEO in the family. You know, it's a way to bridge the other person in there so that you both feel like you're participating, but you don't have to have these long, drawn-out, complicated, stressful conversations about money. And I think this app is a great way to 
not to avoid because we don't want to avoid any of those conversations but again just a way to like bring you two together and get you to both see it as a partnership so sam and rami i am so excited to have you guys on the podcast to talk about honey fi it's no secret that uh, budgeting and certainly budgeting as a couple is something that is very near and dear to my heart. So I thought we'd maybe just start out the podcast talking about, you know, why is it so hard to manage money together? Yeah, I'll, I'll start and Sam obviously come in, but um, thanks again for having us on the show. I think managing money is never been easy, right? Um, I think today it's only harder. Uh, for for this generation because they have a different way of thinking about money. So typically they are both earning income, whereas before there was typically one um, income earner. Um, they're moving in together earlier, but they're getting married later. So you're forced to have a lot more of these conversations around merging your money and shared expenses way earlier than you normally would or maybe you're prepared to. So it just gets more complicated. And then you add on top of that student debt, um, and it really makes people um, you know, afraid or sometimes paralyzed to make decisions because they don't know what they can do or what they should do. Perfect. Yeah. Sam, you have anything to add? Yeah, I think um, I think that whole getting married later thing really plays a part here because um, it makes it really, uh, it changes a little bit of the mentality about money to thinking about it as kind of um, mine and rather than ours, which is okay, but I think it leads to sometimes people uh, not being as transparent and not starting those conversations about money as early as they probably uh, should. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit of background uh, behind HoneyFi. You know, what what prompted you to start an app like this? Yeah, um, well, we all three of us co-founders, we basically had our own unique but overlapping struggles with money with our partner. Um, I can say for me um, and my wife, we basically combined all of our, our money into a joint account, which was like simple to do, but led to like a lot of headaches. Um, <laughs> You know, one of which is like we're all we're both now seeing all of each other's transactions. So it's like suddenly my coffee habit isn't cute. It's annoying to her. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's just we're see it's sort of too much information, I would say. And then there's also just um, because it's all in one account, the person who's naturally more in, uh, interested in it, me, kind of does most things related to money. And so that led to tension because I wanted to have her more involved. Um, so then I, I started looking for solutions. Rami and uh, Joe, the other co-founder, also started looking for solutions because they were each struggling in their own way and didn't find anything and thought there has to be a better way to do this. And uh, so was born HoneyFi. Yeah, now just to add to that, I think it's funny because I think my wife and I came at it from the other angle. We, we hadn't merged anything even after having two kids. Um, and it was only when we got ready to buy a house that we really started to have a conversation around our finances and what we were uh, you know, looking to spend and what kind of financial life and, and, re and lifestyle we wanted to have. And that really came to a head um, at that time. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting that both Sam and I, you know, both married, but just completely different ways of looking at money and, and both sharing, sharing problems. Oh, I think that's great to share like both of those stories because, 
you know, I get asked the question a lot of times, you know, what's the right way to do it? And the thing about money and in particular budgeting and with couples is there isn't actually a right way. You know, it's kind of whatever works for your particular situation. And I think that almost frustrates people even more because, you know, that's really where the inherent struggle lies. Yeah. Yeah. The crucial component from our perspective is that you're collaborating on something. So you're so even if your accounts are mostly separate or all separate, you're still thinking about money in some ways as a team and striving to something together. Because I think that's what what um, helps you make sure you're actually going to achieve what you want and make sure you're actually aligned on money. Because if you're not, it can seem fine until it really isn't and it blows up. I, I assume as we've all experienced. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off.
The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny because um, some of the uh, stories that led Rami to to, uh, look into this problem, too, was was spending some nights on the couch. I'm not going to speak for him, but I can say, uh, you know, he may or may not have slept on the couch a few nights because of money. <laughs> yeah. The IKEA couches are not great for overnight. Uh, I'll just say that. So, 
Absolutely. I love that. So when you guys were developing the app, did you spend time researching couples and, and finding out, you know, what was important to them? Yeah, we 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 did a little bit of everything. So we, we of course, tried to see what was out there today. Um, both myself Joe, uh, and Joe have worked in financial services for most of our careers as well. And so we were able to bring a lot of that experience of, of hands-on building some similar apps uh, or similar um, solutions. Uh, but then, the, the, as you mentioned, you know, couples are their own um, <laughs> their own beasts, so to speak. They have their own challenges. And so we did a lot of research on the different ways that couples manage their money together, some of the different challenges that they face. So we did a lot of focus groups and research, and it was just really fascinating for us to see that one, we, we weren't alone, right? Um, that there were lots of people struggling with this. And then two, just the diverse ways in which people have tried to solve the, the problem and how could we incorporate some of those learnings um, into the experience so that we can help other people. Um, so for us, it was, it was a, you know, and it's something we're still doing, right? We learn every day uh, when we talk to customers about um, what they're doing and what's working with the app and not, and then how we can make it better. Was there anything that, that stood out as really unique when you were doing some of this research? So I think one, one of the things that started to come through, and, uh, and I think maybe intuitively we knew it, but really is what we call internally the, the house CFO. And, and, and you know, Sam, I guess, you know, let you think, say what you think as well. But for me, it was interesting that it was more consistent or more common than not that one person took the lead. Um, but it wasn't necessarily that they wanted to in all cases. It was sometimes because they felt they had to because the other person wasn't. And so um, while that was the case, there was still some underlying tension about that role and that they, they wanted that other person to be involved. Or in some cases, it was more about making things more um, equitable from a, from a spending perspective, who's spending what and so on. So there's just some interesting insights there. Yeah, it's been it's interesting to see basically most couples will have one person that's more interested in handling the money, but they often want the other person to be involved so they don't feel like they're doing it in a silo and that they're, you know, they get worried because they're like, I'm making these decisions all on my own and what if I screw something up? Um, so even if they don't want the other person as involved as they are, they still want a partner in this. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think I would totally agree on that. And, you know, I think a lot of the frustration lies in that we just create these habits when we're a couple around money, and then we don't tend to shake those habits up at all. So it can lead to resentment or frustration by the person who, you know, it just, this is just the way it's been set up in, in the couple. And, you know, you kind of uh, need to reassess and communicate all the time, especially around money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think given that this is like the Millennial Money podcast, we did one thing we have noticed both anecdotally and statistically is like just the number, a uh, sheer number of couples who don't actually merge all of their finances. And so it's around two thirds that either keep their finances totally separate or uh, partially separate. And so that plays a part in, you know, how much you are um, working on it as a team collaborating with each other, talking about money. Uh, so it's, it's just interesting how that affects the relationship and the dynamic as well. Yeah, that's really interesting research. I mean, that's definitely what I see uh, as the trend. So it's, it's 
fantastic to have that backed up. So walk us through, you know, some of the features in HoneyFi and how you help demystify uh, money as a couple for your for your customers. Yeah. So first thing is essentially when you sign up, um, we allow you to link your accounts, and that takes a, a couple minutes, obviously, assuming you remember your, your username and password. <laughs> um, and what we allow you to do is actually choose which accounts you want to share with your partner and to what degree. Um, again, just going back to we want to give people that flexibility around the transparency um, with that they share. Then once your uh, partner signs up, we'll analyze your spend and generate a budget for you. So there's no effort on your part to, to do the heavy lifting around that. What we'll also do is identify your recurring bills. So for example, uh, Comcast for $80 on the 12th of the month. And we've partnered with some folks to help you save money on those bills as well. And then the real thing we focused on is how do we help the couple communicate with each other within the app? Uh, so we've built a lot of little uh, features like being able to comment on transactions and and, and react to them like you would on Facebook. Um, and that's proven to actually be pretty interesting um, as we talk to people how they use it. Some people use it for notes to themselves, like, oh, this check was for the, you know, the handyman. Or sometimes it's, hey, dinner was great. We should do this again. Uh, or my wife telling me to stop going to Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> but there are you know, <laughs> lots of different uses. Um, but then we've, as, as we've talked about, trying to help that, what we call the house CFO, engage their partner, we've built ways for, for them to share uh, some of the charts and, and, and interesting things that they're seeing in the app with their partner to help engage their partner to help keep them in the loop as well. And you know, we're excited about that because it's, it's, again, a tangible way to, to have the couple start to communicate clearly on what they're doing. Yeah, very interesting. I like that a lot. So when it actually builds the budget for the couple, are you able to make changes in there as well? If, if some of the things are different, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, listeners that are entrepreneurs and, you know, there's a lot of uh, income flexibility, I will say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you, um, you can edit the budget uh, to your heart's content. Um, you can create uh custom subcategories, um, if you'd like, as well, for, for tracking certain things that, that um, if our default categories aren't what you're looking for. Uh, we definitely try to give you as much flexibility as, as you'd like or as you need. Yeah, I love that feature of being able to comment on what your uh, significant other is spending their money on. I, that, that might lead to some really interesting, uh, very interesting discussions. I would imagine that a lot of people feel more transparent doing that than versus saying it face to face. For sure. I think, you know, for us, the, the key is, um, to that part of, part of setting the budget at the household level is that you come to an agreement as to what that budget is. And we found with a lot of the couples, that was one of the key steps they were missing. You know, they never actually had the, the conversation and agreed. And then it's not, one partner talking to the other partner about what they've done or not done. It's the app kind of neutrally, uh, in a neutral way, showing them the status and, and the partner's kind of sharing that. And it's a subtle difference, but it has, it from what we've understood from customers, really made a big difference in, in taking out some of the um, potentially more volatile or personal approach, to, uh, personal attack approach to it. So, um, Yeah, I think, I think a big 
part thing we're trying to do with Honeyfy is delineate a safe space for you to talk about money. I know for my wife and I, um, often when money would come up before using Honeyfy, it would be when stuff has gone wrong. So we're spending way too much or a huge uh, transaction just came in that I didn't know about. And then it's the conversation is is starts off on the wrong foot because you're just talking about something negative always when it comes to money. So you sort of associate those and anytime money comes up, you sort of clam up. We're trying to sort of get that conversation to be to start earlier and be continuous so that it's just less stressful because you're on the same page because you're both looking at the same information and, you know, have up to date information. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you've talked about is the whole idea of being in a couple or in a relationship is a partnership. And, you know, money is very much at the core of the partnership, no matter how you handle your finances, whether they're joined or not joined. But I think this actually, you know, helps couples create that partnership element that may not have existed before. So what type of couples is Honeyfy good for? So we built Honeyfy to be flexible for all couples so you can choose how much you want to share. Um, and and if you don't want to share everything, that's great. If you want to share some, that's fine too. Um, you know, that said, I do think couples that have found a lot of value from Honeyfy especially are those couples that um, are, are just getting married or just engaged um, and they're really just starting to work together. And maybe they want to just maybe they want to start with just uh, sharing some of their accounts and um, starting that process and getting those conversations going um, so that they can, you know, let's say we were talking earlier about sharing, um, you know, having some converse, sparking some conversations about money by seeing certain transactions. Um, I know that for some couples, that's just not where you're at with sharing literally every account. So the couples that I think can really benefit early on are couples that are, um, that are, you know, starting the process of, of collaborating with a person, um, and 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 want to want to maybe uh, start with smaller steps and then go from there, and we can help you grow into that. Yeah, but I think I mean, we definitely I think are are, are very helpful there, and I think also for those couples that that may share everything or may be further along in the process, it's really about the the fact that you're. It's not what's what you're doing now isn't working, and you're looking for a better way to do it, right? And um, we try to make it as uh, flexible as possible, and 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 some of that is around the sharing, and some of that is around how you use it. So for some couples, they use it to identify personal spend versus household spend because they've decided that there's a certain amount of money that they want to spend individually out of the household budget, and that's okay. Um, and then in some cases, it's because they think about, you know, splitting certain bills. You take this one, I take that one. So I think the, the idea for us is how do we try and, and, and work for as many couples as we can I th- that are actually trying to work together. That's the fundamental thing. If you're just getting together and you're like, hey, who pays the cable bill? Maybe, but not so much really. <laughs> you know, we're, we're more for, all right, we're together. We think about you know, and starting to really think about our money as one, and we need something to help us through that process. Yeah, absolutely. So because you both come from such different approaches to to managing your money as a couple, I would love it if you could give one or two tips to listeners, maybe to those new couples who are just venturing in this 
uh, in this space together, you know, how, how maybe they could do this best. Yeah, I, I, so I'll go. I, and given from personal experience, I would say <laughs> have, have the conversation uh, as, as just earlier than you feel comfortable. <laughs> because I think the biggest mistake we see is that uh, couples wait too long to really start to have that conversation. They wait until something typically bad happens that forces that conversation. Um, and so and it's much harder to have that conversation the more, um, the, the longer you've been together and the more you've started to unintentionally merge your finances. So I think one key is, is I would say, um, is have that conversation earlier. And then the second is to be very um, transparent and, and, and open with what you want and what uh, both from a financial perspective, but really from a lifestyle perspective, because ultimately that's what should drive your budget. What kind of lifestyle do you want to have now? And what kind of lifestyle do you want to have in the long term? And then you work backwards from that into the budget uh, and, and make sure that you're, you're able to do that or you're planning accordingly so that you can do that. I think those would be the two that I'd, I'd recommend. Yeah, for me, it's similar. Um, it's, it's really starting with something positive. Um, so if you could talk about, as Rami put it, your lifestyle um, goals or your, your financial goals, like what do you want to have happen in the next two to five years? Like what are your big goals there? Maybe how, when, when do you want to retire? Do you want to be 80? Do you want to be 60? Um, that helps sort of keep it a little more positive <laughs> than like, yeah, than like um, just coming at each other when something has gone wrong wrong and and making it, it makes money even that much more taboo to talk about uh in the relationship and i think if you can start off positive it, it's easier to get in a habit of of talking about money and getting on the same page just anecdotally my wife and i when we got married and had already combined our finances we hadn't really talked that much about our our goals so when we spoke to like a financial advisor he just asked simple questions uh, similar to what i was talking about around what do you want to accomplish in the next three to five years? Uh, when do you want to have kids? When do you want to retire? And my wife and I just started laughing because we were like, how have we not talked about this? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Alone. No, yeah. you're not. You're definitely not, for sure. You know, I think because there's so much stress around a lot of these things that, you know, I find a lot of couples are just like, well, I don't even, you know, if we don't even bring up the subject, like maybe it'll be like it doesn't even exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we call it being the ostrich. <laughs> Head in the sand. Absolutely. Awesome, guys. These are incredible tips. I loved hearing about HoneyFi. I think this is such a needed uh, product out here for couples. So tell the listeners uh, where they can find HoneyFi and uh, how they can download it. Yeah. Uh, HoneyFi is in both iOS and Android app stores. Um, so you can just search HoneyFi, H-O-N-E-Y-F-I, or you can go to HoneyFi.com to, to learn more. And, you know, hey, thanks again for having us. You know, we love your show, and, and you're doing a, a great thing helping people, you know, feel less stressed about money. And, and um, you know, we're just excited that, uh, you know, to be part of that mission. So thanks. Whether you use an app or you know, a plain old piece of paper or post-it notes around the house or 
whatever system you use to manage money as a couple, I'm just going to kind of break the myth for you. It's not going to be easy. There is nothing that is 100% easy. There's always going to be a, a small amount of conflict because, again, you've got two different people with two different ways of thinking, two different backgrounds, two different views on everything. And whenever you get two people together, there's just inherently a bit of conflict that's going to arise. That doesn't mean you have to have a a big, you know, drawn out argument over money every single month. I think, you know, what Honeyfy is is doing is there there are a lot of these great tools that you can use that can really help bring you together as a partner. And to me, I have found that to be the secret, the magic, the secret sauce in dealing with money or really dealing with any hard thing in a relationship. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor. Share it with your friends. Shout it out on social media. And it would mean a lot to me if you'd head over to the link in the show notes and leave us a five-star review in iTunes. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.